0: A Shishkin Productions podcast.
1: If I were to pirate that movie, I'm not taking money out of Billy Bob Thornton's hands. Like it isn't mm-hmm. like he has a stack of DVDs at home and he like, <laughs> and he sells them. <laughs>
2: Hey, what's up, Sizzlers? Welcome back. What up? We got another episode Still coming here. at you. Yeah, you know we don't let the sizzle fizzle. The sizzle is not gonna fizzle under our watch. At least we we're gonna keep that shit litty, super litty, super litty. Guys, we have such a fun episode coming at you today. I know we. It's it's special. It's special. I'm not right. I'm not
0: going to say anything yet, but yeah, we've been trying to, for a long time in to, case, to to get this episode going. And in case
2: you didn't read the title, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a secret guest. He he's been trying to come on since episode one. We've been like, we'll let you on when we're when the time is right, mm-hmm. and we decided episode eighty six. <laughs> We're going to let him on and then we're going to 86 him yep. out of the, out of the crypto.com podcast arena. Oh yeah. That's right. That's what Gotta we call get this. this. He's, he's chuckling over there. He's like, wow, the crypto.com arena. This is amazing. Um, Chris, before we get going, sure. why don't you go ahead and remind the people where they can call in and all that kind of stuff?
0: Uh, well, first, you should follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Sizzle Real Gang. There's also yes. a Shishkin Productions uh, Instagram that's worth following. Yeah. Our uh, our TikTok. intern, Flora, is killing it. Yeah, Flora is, is
2: crushing it. She said she's going to at some point come in here and film us. So yep. if you hear a door, that's... The Floor, <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, we have uh, we have an email at gmail.com. Send us an email, we'll we'll read it out loud on the air. That email is fizzling, yeah, that's, that's do not never let really the sizzle fizzle. N- Send in your questions, never really got off the ground there. Yeah. And most importantly, we have this is a real cold line that's right, that is 332 three, 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 that's uh, you know,
2: that is just my favorite part of every
0: episode. That's where the energy starts,
2: especially in front of uh, our our guests, our, our hallowed esteemed, guests, oh, our hallowed. esteemed guests. Um, our ste- You ever had a steamed cheeseburger? A steamed ham? You ever had no a steamed cheeseburger? Oh no, it's a Connecticut thing. I've I've heard about it. I've heard I just had it. one for the first time a couple weeks ago. Is it worth the hype?
0: Eh.
2: I mean, I, I wouldn't drive to Central Connecticut for it. <laughs> <laughs> I did, but I wouldn't do it again. No, I, I like I like my burgers grilled. Uh, look. Before we really get popping today, um, I just wanted to plug a couple things. We got the networking event coming up.
0: Yeah, I just found out about that. That's right. June 23rd. Um, it's a Thursday. Did you did you just like put that together last night when you went to Barman? Last night, yeah. We talked to okay. Sam and made
2: sure that we got the day. We okay. reserved it. So June 23rd, if you're in New York, um, you don't even have to be based in New York. If you just happen to be here, come by the studio. Yep. Um, you guys can come check out like where we work. You can come see the podcast studio, uh, hang out for a little bit, network. And then, starting at 7 p.m. Uh, until 11, mm-hmm. we're going to have an open bar at Wandering Barman. Um, at the prob- Brasserie. Yeah, at the Brasserie, the Cocktail Brasserie. Um, great drinks. Uh, we're going to have DJ a uh, DJ or two.
0: Yeah, uh, We're going to have the Photo Booth again, I think. Sure. And we might, you know, we might. Last time we had a little, you know, in case you couldn't make it. To uh, the office. To the office. We had a VR headset that you could you could put on and look around our office. Yeah, little you 360 could, yeah. You images. Pretend you're at the
2: studio when you're at the bar. Uh, <laughs> that's that's the way to do it. Uh, no, so we might have something else too. We're cooking up a little something extra okay. special. So it's, I'm a not gonna, it's a secret for me too. Secret for everybody. All I'll right. tell you after the show. Um, another thing, we're gonna Sizzle Real Live is coming. Oh, hundredth wow. episode. Yep, fourteen um, short weeks.
0: Yes, yeah, you can
2: get your tickets at SizzleRealGangTheWebsite Also, pick up some merch uh, <laughs> while you're there. Keep this operation afloat, please. Yeah. Um, Chris, uh, what have you been up to this week? Before well, our guest is eagerly waiting, but we're gonna give him a couple minutes before he comes on.
0: You know, it's been a lot of the the same stuff for me. I've been I've been in Hockey Land. You know, it's a good land to be. in. It is. It is. My team is in the playoffs round round two just started. And I've been editing a lot of hockey videos yeah. for uh, the National Hockey League's Fan Choice Awards. That's right. Uh, that, you know, it's my favorite project every year. So I'm stoked that I got to work on it this year. Last year, I was stuck on some other nonsense and I, yeah. I had to miss it. But what was it? The flip? No, it, <laughs> no, no. Part of it was the flip. Uh, but mostly it was uh, the game day. Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were doing other sports
2: stuff, yep. <clears throat> animating pictures to fly across the screen. Yeah, yeah. The classic Chris move. Well, yeah. I'm glad you're getting to do the hockey stuff. I know you had a had a very uh, long first five months of the year Yeah. you've been working on. Yeah, doing the same thing over and over again. The Sisyphus of
0: editing. Yeah. Chrisophus. And then there's, there is, <laughs> the there is a small chance that I might be a, assistant editing on some sort of project. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's there's, we don't know any of the details about zero. this, but it's a, some, some job
2: that is going to last a while. And potentially they said if it lasts over a certain amount of time, it could
0: go union, which would mean that Chris could end up
2: joining the union.
0: And that's, yeah. right now, that's my primary motivation and even like, entertaining doing this because not not that uh, assistant editing is beneath me but i just i've never really done that professionally i will ae my own projects but that's about it you know Uh, what what if aew was
2: assistant editor wrestling (laughs) (laughs) that'd be pretty cool Uh, i was talking with our guest before the show about how important assistant editors actually are maybe we'll talk about that later who knows Hmm. uh i i have been redoing the website all week. Yeah, it's starting to finally, look good. Finally I started. I know, I know if you go back to like maybe mid December, you'll hear me right. talk about how I'm going to
0: start the website. Yep, a new, we new year, new site. Mid May, I'm I'm really really going for it. Um, no, it's looking really good. Uh, I like I like the direction it's it's going in. It's very stylish. Colors just pop off the screen. I'm glad that we took our time
2: because uh we were able to go get like real photos taken and like we actually made everything look good mm-hmm. and we reached out and made sure like we could have you know other people featured on the site like yes. a colorist who we work with all the time who is part of the team but like he doesn't come into the office you know mm-hmm. he's just he, we go to him every time we have something or Matt King for production you know exactly so we're we're turning this little thing that used to be in an apartment into a, maybe a real fucking company who knows? yeah yeah pretty I think it's pretty real I mean speaking of that apartment the guest that we have on today, he oh. used to work at, at that apartment a little bit. Me and him worked on some stuff. Why don't I go? We'll go ahead and introduce him. We got the one and only Brian Maxwell, man, inventor of Power Bar. Woo! I, right? I, I
1: didn't know if that was going to be another tease
2: for me <laughs> without, you know. Well, that's what keeps it sizzling is all the teases, you know. Yeah I, mean? yeah, I
1: appreciate it. Listen, I, I am someone who usually skips the first five minutes of any podcast. And when you're recording, you can't do that. Nope.
2: There's nope. No, there's <laughs> no plus, <laughs> plus 30. There's no plus 30 on this table. Yeah, do it. Um, Brian, thanks for coming in, man. Thank I you know we've you been me. talking a long time about getting you on. Yeah. yeah at pre, least
1: pre the podcast even existing. It's yeah. always been come on the pod, come on the pod. So I'm glad we're finally, it's happening. we're finally doing it. It's, it's
2: happening. Um, Brian, uh, you were here today just kind of chilling, working. You brought the laptop in, you know, we like to keep the studio open let people come in and yeah. work whenever not
1: to brag i have a laptop he, yeah he's got one he, <laughs> and, but you
2: know what it is a macbook air so well, it,
1: it, and it is also a company supplied one. there
2: oh, there's oh. go. Right. Oh. free laptop free laptop and gang busted yeah um mine's free too but except we paid for it <laughs> but technically it is a company laptop, company laptop. No? um brian i was just saying like before we introduced you right one of the first things that we it's not one of the first things we worked on but one thing that we worked on out of the OG office, which was my old apartment on Willoughby, mm-hmm.
1: that was actually—if you think about it—that was the second thing we did, was it? Yeah, because uh, that was after o-
2: Open Late. Open Late would
1: have been the first thing, yeah. And then the sort of like uh, remnants of Open Late went and did a show that no one ever saw, uh, and that was that. Yeah,
2: yeah, that was what that you, was the,
1: that was the the YouTube music pilot that we did it, after Open it. Late. Yeah, 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 that's
2: right. That was a cool show. That one, actually, I thought was really, really cool because it was this, to kind of give you an idea, it was yeah. a long form, it must have been like 30 minutes, but it was broken up into all these
0: segments. Uh, and every segment itself would have been a great video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> jamming them all together. It was mm-hmm. just like, why are we jamming these all that together? That was a <laughs> weird time because like, I, I was here in New York during that and I was working out of your apartment a lot. But during that time, sometimes I think you would also go to Brian's apartment mm-hmm. and work. Right. And I think there were one or two days where like I was just like at your apartment working and you were at his apartment working or something yeah, like yeah. that and it was just like a weird musical chairs. It's it's like a, it's like our Silicon Valley story, you know
2: what I mean? <laughs> like we you know Steve Jobs started Apple in a garage Yeah. and now Tim Apple runs that shit. Yeah. Good into, for the, him. into the ground. Um before we get in the second half, we'll probably <laughs> talk more about, you know, what you're actually working on cuz you're doing some cool stuff yeah. wrestling related. But uh let's let's talk a little bit about um what's happening in the, the industry right now. We're recording this on a Tuesday, so shit might change. Yeah, it's, it's early in the week for us. It's early in the week. Netflix laid off a bunch of fucking people. Not a bunch, 150 people, 2% mm-hmm. of the workforce. I don't yeah. know. Uh, it's a sign, to me, it's like a sign of things to come, right? Uh, yeah. It, it's just the next round of layoffs, right? You there, know? I just feel like there's so much competition in that <laughs> field. Like I feel like Netflix started... Right.
0: They were first to the market, but then everyone caught up. And now it's like, well, well, good luck with <clears> that. That's just like a symptom of capitalism. Right. Where like if you're not growing exponentially every year, then like, yeah, eventually you're going to have to lay people off because you you hire based on like growth projections. And when you stop growing, you have too many people. I mean, if they really enforce the not
2: having like multiple account, like shared accounts or whatever. If they really enforce that, then I guess the money will
0: come back up. I don't know. I'm not convinced. I, I, it I well. haven't paid for mm-hmm. Netflix ever in my I, life. I think if they enforce yeah. it, then it's going to be roughly the same, in my opinion, because you, yeah, you'll get a lot of people are going to spend the extra money, but a lot of people are just going to decide they don't need it in their lives. I mean, I
1: have been paid for Netflix in a very long time, but I'm on a, I'm on a family plan, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. It's, and, and I think that's what a lot of people are doing. Like I pretty much have access to every service I only pay for one, but that's because between myself and my girlfriend's family, like there's enough family plans just kind of going around. So I think that that is one of those things where it's like I'm not skirting anything. I'm not going behind. I'm not doing the password sharing. But Paramount Plus is the only thing that I actually pay for.
2: Um, How do you enforce like not sharing accounts or whatever? You know what I mean? It just doesn't make any sense. They can probably
0: see the the IP address or the uh, even the Mac address of like whatever Oh, I Stick see. Stick is, is logging okay. in. So like if
2: like one person's logging in from fucking Iowa <laughs> and one person's logging in from Alaska, they're like, you're yeah. not. What, what are they going to well, say, though? What? Yeah, you're but, not family. Well, like,
1: for, for example, uh, with Apple Music, right, uh-huh. uh, which is a lot more, um, you know, they kind of enforce it a little bit better where uh, I had an individual plan. Uh, my girlfriend was signed in on her phone. And when we both tried to listen at the same time. No go. It'll only work on one at so yeah, we had right. to upgrade to a family plan so that we could both be using it at the
0: same time. We yep. had that issue with uh with FUBO TV last year where you can only have like yeah. one person watching on a television at one time and it would kick everyone off. But that I mean that so that part doesn't bother me as much, like the simultaneous viewing. But like what if like what if you're traveling and you log into like lots of different devices a, a across the course of a yeah. week, like, is it going to be like, well, you Oh, can, you can
2: always just hit a button to log out of everything. Right. Okay. I don't know. I don't it's know. just all of I, it t- is. T- to me. It's like, how are you going to, are they going to like, if you have a family plan, you're allowed to have mm-hmm. four people on it. Right. Are, are they going to be like, no, you're not family. No. Right. That's like that plan is meant for four people to share regardless. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I don't think there'll be an issue with that. I think it yeah. probably is more so that thing where, um, Yeah, you know, like someone has a single – a solo account logged into 15 different devices. They're all using it at once. That's probably more where they've turned a blind eye and I'm sure they're – probably their approach and their philosophy was just, well, as long as we're exposing these people to this content, that's all that matters. Right. And now I think they're at the point where it's like, nope, like we actually need to – for some of these people to to pay
2: some money, yeah, I guess it's because I don't know, maybe the stuff they're making is well, not and very
0: good. So so, and this is a different company, but AMC, w- has something that they're doing with uh, the new se- season of Better Call Saul coming up is they're <clears throat> they're doing it so that you can like only watch the that week's most recent episode, basically, and then it, it goes off the platform, and then only the current week is on there, yeah. so that people can't just like buy a month or two of amc and watch it all binge it and then stop watching but my thing is like if i'm paying six dollars seven dollars just for amc for a single channel mm-hmm. they they better have every fucking series movie that they've ever done available yeah. for me for a single channel like, i mean when, when i watch yeah. when I, the way i watch better call saul is like rather and I, who knows maybe
2: this will change but rather than Like getting AMC or whatever, I just go on YouTube and rent the episode and watch it. You know, yeah. I I think
1: a lot of people do that. I actually, uh, so last night, funny enough, we're bringing this up. I watched Better Call Saul live with the full commercials and everything. You know, and Mm -hmm. and and I I gotta say. that really does cut down on the tension on a show like that. Like yeah. it's very clear that on a show like that, they're not designing this show to be watched on Monday night at 9 PM, the yeah. day that it premiered. They're thinking long term of that, you know, this will end up on Netflix yep. and that's how people will right. watch it for many, many years. And in most other countries, it just debuts on Netflix. It doesn't even air on television with commercials. Um, so yeah, it's, it is funny when you think back to that practice of how like, Oh, this has, this is how we used to do.
2: I mean, everything. I have, I have YouTube TV and I, I watch it a fair amount, but I skip all the commercials. Like mm-hmm. if I'm watching something, the first commercial that comes up, I just hit pause. Yep. I go do something, I come back fifteen minutes later, and then I just skip all the commercials. Or like the best, the real hack is when you find something that's almost ended. And then you can you click know, it and it the says, th- the beginning. You want to watch it live or
0: from the beginning? Like, from the beginning. Great. I'll just That's skip amazing. all this shit. I got to be honest. i uh, fucking rocks. I've been, I've been sailing the high seas a little bit more lately. Oh, yeah, Chris. It's, it's been happening. I, it's, That's it's weird. where they're throttling our office speeds. <laughs> no, no, I do, it <laughs> at, I do it at home. Um, but it's one of those things where, like, you know, I think it was, that? Ga- Ga- Gabe Newell said. What's your address said, again? Huh? What's your address? Uh, yeah. You mess it up every oh, time, but 388, uh, Monroe, Monroe Street. Yeah, sure. There we go. Um, no, like it's I think it was FBI. Gabe Newell who said that piracy is almost always a uh, a thing that happens. Yeah.
2: Thank oh, you. It, well, no, it was it basically It's uh, an
0: access issue, right? right. It's like
2: people mm-hmm. would pay not, for not it a if money they issue. could get to it, except yeah. a lot of times you can't get to it. So it's like, I'm just going to pirate it. Exactly. Well, there's some of that availability. And,
1: yeah. I mean, I think, and, you know, if we're going to talk about piracy and whatnot, I think that um, especially in, in, in nowadays when we are. Really, we are in a post like physical media, you know, it's like who's to say who owns these things and when. And part of it to me is like this isn't a situation where I'm just going to pull a movie out because I was thinking about this. The Mm -hmm. movie Sling Blade. Okay, you cannot currently. (laughs) It's a hell of a. You cannot currently buy the The DVD is out of print. Right. And it's not streaming anywhere. Yeah. Uh that's also the case for a few Miramax titles because things are kind of weird with, with that company right now. Um if I were to pirate that movie. I'm not taking money out of Billy Bob Thornton's hands. Like it isn't mm-hmm. like he has a stack of DVDs at home and he like, <laughs> and he sells them and like he he like owns it because he wrote. It's like no, it's like this weird mesh of like oh well, it was produced by this one company and they have a parent company, but then they were bought and sold and like all it's like yeah. so who who's yeah. to say
2: who like yeah you're gonna you should write you should like kind of Venmo like three bucks here two fifty there right. you know I,
1: I'm very I, I'm in a very weird space because I think that. Taking a camera into a movie theater and filming it and then putting it online. No, like that is taking money from yeah. the artists that that is that is awful. Right. However, if we're talking about a movie that came out 40, 50, 60 years ago, you know, an older film. Yeah, that even the ownership and the question is like it's it's been released. It's yeah. in the public. Mm-hmm. It's, it's maybe, out there. It belongs maybe, to all of us now.
2: <laughs> maybe the public domain, instead of being 100 years, it should be like 30 years. Yeah. Right? I, thought, I thought it was supposed to be like 70 years. Or whatever however much. I don't it know. Is.
0: Disney fucks it all up. Wouldn't though. it make
2: sense though if it was like 30 years and there was just like nothing else you Look, could Look, I'm
0: just mm-hmm. l- let me let me pirate dude where's my car in
2: peace? All right, y'all? <laughs> Maybe not even 30. 20. 20 years, right? I think that's 20 that's is really fair. fair. Yeah. Like two decades since the release. After that, that's it, dude. You made your money off of it. You can still own the IP and all that, but like that movie should just be free to watch
0: everywhere.
1: Well, as soon as the the money the money is no longer in distribution there's no like that middleman has kind of been cut out of it so mm-hmm. like i would definitely understand like okay um let's you know whatever you know movie studio x makes x like this money off of jaws every year because mm-hmm. they sell it they license it to 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 advertisers uh, or, or not to advertisers but to but to networks and right. they sell the home videos and stuff like that because there is monetization in that distribution right well that's kind of gone now it's just sort of a thing that exists that you can get whenever that's always sort of out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of they, they limited that middleman,
2: you know, I mean, you look, that's why Chris is pirating. That's mm-hmm. why Chris is doing every it. day. FBI. That's 388 Monroe. <laughs> Check on in. Uh, one last thing before we go to break. Uh, this VPN. is probably going to be old news by the time this drops. But
0: Disney Plus won't take ads for alcohol and politics to keep venue family friendly. That is from variety. They also will not be taking uh commercials from other streaming services so no competition yep which
2: mm. i mean that's fair i guess i, I don't see it. any other yeah. places that yeah. do that kind yeah. of stuff does youtube ever have commercials for like netflix and shit i yeah no I, think they, I think Probably. i've seen yeah um i just wish they didn't have commercials at all
0: but hey youtube you know. isn't comp- competing with netflix though, are they uh you, that ne- netflix claims netflix thinks that they netflix are Netflix claims that their
2: competitors are youtube and tiktok that's yeah. all i'll say i I don't see it, but you know, whatever.
1: No, YouTube's. Uh, listen, they they made their 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 main thing is they post copywritten stuff, but they're able to you know wash their hands
0: yeah, <laughs> of that's it, basically, right?
1: Uh, uh, they it- uh, but so Disney Plus, they're gonna start because they don't have ads yet. Right. Correct or this right. would be? Uh,
2: uh, I don't. I don't think they do. But I'm.
0: I'm, I'm not a little sure. bit annoyed at that. Like, because Hulu but,
2: does have ads.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it's weird because, like, yeah. at least with Hulu, they don't own all of their content. Does, you know, t- a lot of a lot of it. You know, it's stuff that they pay for to to have mm-hmm. on their their service. But Disney Plus owns everything that they put on Disney Plus. <laughs> like, what?
1: That's correct. Yeah. All that they own. That's so frustrating. I hate. And, yeah.
0: I hate this whole model where like we're it's just cable all over again where we're paying eight dollars a month for this service and then. We get ads. It's like, well, then why am I paying $8 a month? Like,
2: yeah. The, So, yeah, they're launching this ad-supported thing. This isn't something they launched. I guess, dude, this is like, I should have probably known this going into this, but is it Upfronts Week right now? I didn't yes. even fucking know that. So, we'll probably have a lot more news at the end of the week. So, maybe next week we'll talk Upfronts and stuff. Um, Chris, Upfronts is like where the all these companies kind of are... They have presentations and they talk about like what their plans are for the upcoming year mm. and stuff like that. And
0: I think it's a also of, May sweeps,
2: a lot of sizzle reels going on and shit. You know, I remember back in the day, I used to have have to cut sizzle reels, sizzle reels for like new fronts and up fronts and shit like that. That's whatever. crazy. I was like, I don't know, it's it's whatever. It's easy. It's people just it's marketing, marketing week.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. Don't have ads for alcohol or politics. <laughs> I'm fine. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> that's <laughs> I, really that's actually, I mean, care. honestly, that's great for for me. I don't need to see. Politics, like I don't want to see political ads at well, all. I'm also just I'll gonna, just gonna pay side. for Disney Plus. I'm not gonna get
2: the ad-supported version. Well, I would always, and that's a privileged ass take. Sorry, but that's mm-hmm. just how it is. I would always rather pay like I I'm like this close to paying for Twitter blue because I don't want to see any more shit <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'll pay fucking three dollars a month for Twitter. That's, blue. That's uh, what Elon wants you to do, bro. Yeah, but they rolled that shit up before Elon even, you know, like I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I've always said that I will m- gladly pay for something. I think Twitter I is eventually going to be
0: uh, a paywalled thing oh completely like, com- yeah completely
1: i would love that yeah <laughs> section it all pretty good yep uh, but no you mentioned that like on a streaming service i have like i said i'm sharing multiple services across my family and i have one i will not call out which service or which family member but they are cheaping out and getting the ad version and when yeah. i'm on that platform i'm i'm less likely to go to that platform for things yeah um, yeah um you know Actually, uh, I've been wanting to watch *MacGruber* for a long time.
0: <laughs> it's on Peacock. Is not there? There's a...
1: ads on Peacock. I don't use like I don't use it for anything. And, and actually, and this is you know, you, you mentioned the the wrestling thing because that is unfortunately a, a thing that I pay a lot of attention to. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, <laughs> unfortunately,
1: they've paid a lot of money for the WWE uh, network that they have on there.
2: Who has Peacock? Uh,
1: Peacock. Got it's it. now exclusively the home for all that. So what that means is that when WWE does live events, uh, they have to account for the ad tier. So this year, I'm watching WrestleMania, I'm watching at a friend's house, he has the premium, Uh. he doesn't have ads. However, what does happen is that when it's time for the ads, you still get four minutes of
0: bullshit bullshit videos. I hate that. Yeah.
1: And it's just, oh, well, I'm not getting a cricket wireless ad, but I am still getting see recap action things that that I I
2: pay for NBA league pass and it's like Mm -hmm. a very similar thing like there's still going to be breaks in the game but I don't mind it with NBA league pass because they just cut to like the cameras and the in arena stuff so you get to like if you're getting something in arena thing if you're getting something
1: fun or like oh I'm getting like I think that if you're going to go that 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 route the people that are paying you need to give them something yeah something that feels fun or exclusive it can't just be oh, well, we're showing you a different video. ESPN Package.
0: Plus just does this thing where they'll play the same, like, 20 seconds of a song on repeat yeah. and just have, like, a slate up the entire time, and it's it's like, uh, I think I'd rather be advertised at. I'd rather be getting ads. Yeah. At least
1: that's an active thing. Happening. Yeah, I mean,
2: who knows? Maybe that is, like, a, a set, an untapped section of, like, the market for short-form content, right? It's yeah. like, eventually, well, we can are start right there. Quibby's should come back and Quibby's go there. Quibby should be
1: just right there. That's Qu- where the they need Quibby to be. Quibby
2: is, like, the ads of shows. Yeah. I don't fucking no, I don't even know what that means. Um, let's go no. ahead and get to a, a break. And when we come back, we're going to learn about this uh, thing that Brian's been up to that is doing surprisingly well on the YouTubes. Hmm. Welcome to Rounds of Sound, the podcast where we go song for song with indie artists to find out their influences and the stories behind their songs.
0: I'm here with Hannah Jadagu. The way I recorded my first couple of songs
1: was all through my iPhone.
0: We have Victoria Park. I was on Twitter as I am, and it's like, hey, are there like any labels who follow me who might be interested?
2: The one and only Liam Kazar. Yeah, here's what I'll say you got to walk all your gear up the flight of stairs. Yeah, that's, that's never that's, fun. That's, that's no fun. Check out Rounds of Sound exclusively on Spotify and find out the influences behind your favorite artists. That's Rounds of Sound.
0: Welcome back, Sizzlers. We are here with Brian Maxwell, man, who, you know, he's. He's on the show for the first time, but mm. I think Sizzlers should know about him. I feel like we've talked about we Brian have, a lot. We've talked about him quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Only have, good things, I swear. Have Most- I
1: stepped into like that I don't realize you give... You just been negging me for like two
2: years. On the we mostly
0: talk about yeah, you okay, in finally, context of the flip. We yeah. finally got. Oh wow. We, we 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 typically yeah when we talk we've, about like producer. My most illustrious project. <laughs> we've, we've given we've given the sizzlers detailed instructions on how to find it. You okay. know, well, you need to provide. com slash this <laughs> slash this slash. Dude, this. When, even when I look, try to look it up, it's it's a. Tough to you find. need a
1: you need a compass to find that
0: show. In fact, I'm pretty sure that your YouTube videos have more views than all of the Flip combined. <laughs> well, I don't, listen, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to throw the Flip under the bus. I love the Flip. I thought it was a good show. Hey, um, I I would agree. I think it it's just a good, it wasn't concept. Mar- yeah, it, you know, it wasn't marketed well. D- yeah, distribution really. It's a know. bummer because the third season was going to be lit. Oh, I was so excited. It for still it. might be. Still might be. Oh, still might
1: be. It's well, going to be. Well.
2: If it, it comes back, because I remember we had a lot of great stuff, and I think. It, that's when it was really going to take off. But uh, yeah, you're his YouTube, right? He's, he's got a lot of views on there. Yeah. 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 Brian heard. it's an astronomical rise on the YouTube. Right <laughs> this, Seriously, this I've man never is seen just a
0: content machine. Remember, he came yeah, yeah. through. This what is... were
2: we talking about that? In like January, you came through, and went to lunch. Was that February? I don't remember when. That yeah. Was. yeah. yeah. And you, and you were like, been... I'm starting this channel. And then suddenly you came in today and we're like, it's got like 100,000 f- subscribers or something. <laughs> it's <laughs> not not that that it's it. like, what
1: the fuck? It's dude? like, it's, it's, it's around. Uh, it's a little over. It's like, 2021 it's around there (laughs) yeah okay yeah um no that was just a thing where uh you know i love um producing things i love making things um i i pretty much always have an edit going as a hobby Mm -hmm. uh i'm mostly a producer like producer writer director now um, but i still love to edit and that's still a skill that i always want to keep uh you know Keep sharp. Yeah. So uh, a thing that I started to do was, um, man, this would have started a while ago. I like I would do like little fan edits of movies and stuff just for just for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember mm-hmm. the, the very first one I did was this would have been seven eight years ago. Uh, probably even more. I took all three of the Star Wars prequels and condensed them down into one. Two-hour movie. It's actually to, pretty cool. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it was fun. But it was like
2: the ratio of like episode one, two, and three was. Uh, I'm assuming most of it was episode three, because that's the best one, right?
1: It's most. I would say it's half of that. Uh, Phantom Menace is like the first five ten minutes. Uh, it's
0: it's just. Is there pod racing? There's no pod racing. <laughs>
1: it, it starts that, that great. The Darth Maul uh like it starts with that scene that's a great scene so it starts the movie starts with qui-gon dying telling obi-wan you gotta for phantom menace (laughs) uh you gotta raise this kid and then you jump to the future and then you jump to the you know
2: it's um going by my thing from the first segment that movie should be free to watch now yeah i would agree Yeah. yeah it's over 20 years old you should be able to pull it up on internet dot org or whatever, archive.org. Well, I, I think this, a you. lot of
0: people you'd have to pay to watch episode one.
1: Well when it comes to when it comes to piracy, uh Lucas and Star Wars is a very interesting one where he was somebody who very early on said that you can make you can make fan movies of these things. These copy, these, this, our sound effects are pretty much public domain. They like would post them online. I did not um, know that. That's cool. And they, 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 pretty much, they understood this was really good for the, um, this was really great for the f- brand, for the brand. As so like
0: before the Disney sale,
1: I think Disney retained that. I think that maybe okay. Lucas actually stipulated that. Um, but it's one of those things. Yeah. If you were to find like, um, you know, any of these fan films online or anything like this, they yeah. weren't getting, they wouldn't get shut down for like IP violation. That's dope. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, at the same hand, he also is the guy that made it impossible to see the original versions of those movies. So it's very, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting to see uh, how he comes down on a lot of that stuff. Um, So you were
2: making these, you were making these fan cuts, fan edits. Just
1: for fun, just for fun. I mean, just um, to play around with narrative and, and whatnot, but then you also, you run into the issue of when you're doing something like that, you're limited to what is publicly available. Right. So, uh, And and sometimes, you know, with the with the, you know, the Phantom Menace and things like this, you're just like this is just not very good. Like you can Mm -hmm. rearrange things and you can like learn how does that, you know, change the meaning of it. Right. But there's no, you know, Premiere doesn't have like a good acting. Like if you got if you you got a hot
2: dog and you put chocolate sauce on it, it's not because the chocolate sauce isn't on top. Like you move it under the hot dog, it's going to taste terrible. Exactly. so
1: Uh, So I did that. And there's some other like side little fun edits I would do and whatnot. Um and then I got this idea of taking um, wrestling. I'm a wrestling fan. And mm-hmm. I've always believed that there is an element of long term wrestling storytelling that kind of gets lost yeah. that excuse me, that you can go back and you can watch the matches pretty easily. But these storylines these very complex week to week storylines kind of get lost because there's no way to sort of like just watch them in a digestible format.
2: So every week when there's a wrestling <laughs> event, mm-hmm. it's like. It's correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. I don't know. I'm, I'm asking. So it's a three hour long event or something like that. And there's a bunch of different two to three hours stories yeah. happening.
1: Stories. Like, there's matches. Stories are at different points. It's, it's, it's kind of comparable to like comic books. You know, like you have right. a lot of different stories all happening week to week. There are different points. Um, and in the case of wrestling, it can be very difficult to jump into those stories halfway through. Mm-hmm. Whereas a comic book, you can at least go like, oh, well, I can go back to issue one and sort of catch up.
0: Well, and especially a lot of those stories <clears> culminate <throat> usually on like a pay-per-view right. that not everyone has access to. And yeah.
1: so a lot of times people with these storylines, they really only remember the final match because there's really these companies don't necessarily do anything to take those storylines and condense them down. Right. And it is tough. I mean, you could have this great storyline, but ultimately it's only 10 minutes of that two hour show. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, this idea was in my head and enjoying doing these fan edits. Um, wrestling kind of actually fit everything I wanted to to, to do. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, I got these these moments in these scenes that kind of feel like raw footage because how, they're how,
2: yeah. How many? How many like segments, quote unquote, is there episodes? Like mm-hmm. you know, if the how long does it take for a story to play out? Like is it just usually like eight? It depends over on how complex. Shows?
1: I mean, usually uh, well, there is no rules. I guess no rules. I mean, I would say like if we're talking to WWE, they have their big pay per views every month, and typically a story would progress over those 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 four weeks. Yeah. I, I should also add right. that uh, earlier in my career, I did uh, work for WWE as a writer for for WWE, so I've right. kind of been on that side uh, of that as well. Um, but for me, it always felt like there's there's a there's a place. To take these stories It would be really interesting If you took those Week to week bits Isolated them uh, You know Kind of condensed Those pauses Shrink them down Because obviously Like what it takes Eight minutes to do In front of a live crowd You can do In two to three If it's you know Produced right. It's like what if we Preserve some of these stories And we turned it in To a narrative And so um, I did that With this uh, This company AEW They've this Recently had this uh, Big storyline where this guy hangman page won their title and it took uh it was about a two and a half year long story mm-hmm. and I took that and I re-edited it into a five piece kind of like episodic drama it's mm-hmm. nuts and I posted it on YouTube and it got some traction and uh the the hangman who it's about actually tweeted about it uh, that's cool which is per- which is which was uh pretty cool but again like this is just like this is a fun side hobby um, I then put together another uh, piece of this uh, feud between these two performers, MGF and CM Punk, about uh six weeks ago, month and a half ago.
2: And that, that's what you showed us some snippets of that. I showed some the of show. that
1: one, and that, and that one's now at about eight hundred fifty thousand uh, views. The channel has about 20 k. So there's there's an interest uh, in it out there. And, and I, for me, it's like it. Like I said, it's a fun hobby. I'm not I'm not making money off of this. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to say like new video every two weeks or something right, like this. Right, when right. I got something, yeah, I'll put it out there, but. It really is fun for me as an editor to be able to craft these narratives, and for most of the time, you know, in my you know real job, I go on set, I shoot, I, I'm doing all this stuff. It's fun to just ha- kind of have the footage. <laughs> oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And and just sort of like I just put together a story and put it out there. It's it you know it's like I said it's a fun it's a fun hobby. But it's it's been uh, really interesting how people have uh, you know responded uh, positively to that. Ha- yeah,
0: go ahead, go ahead. Have you been getting like requests for other storylines?
1: Uh Yeah, I mean, people will leave comments and they'll say like, oh, I would love you to do this one, this one. Uh, I probably won't do much WWE mm-hmm. stuff Um, just because it's just not, you know, it really does have to kind of be the perfect story. Because if you watch some of these things, like I do try to add some thematic elements and have there be like some heart and emotion and things mm-hmm. like this. It isn't just, oh, take – take the wrestling TV and put music under it. Like I'm trying to do more than, yeah, just, yeah, than absolutely. just that. So it has to be the right
2: thing. You got to manage that channel yourself. So you see all the comments. Is there anyone who's out here like roasting or doing? No, some I, I,
1: I, am not even kidding. I would say the comments are like 99% positive. That's the wrestling dope.
0: community is like very, like, I don't know if they you- can be hard,
1: but if you give them what, It's like, yeah, yeah. if
0: you don't fit, they will push you out. Mm -hmm. There was an announcer it happened to, like, recently. I don't remember who it was. But if you do fit, then they Mm -hmm. will embrace you. Like, that's how it's been with, I think, Pat McAfee has been. Pat
1: McAfee has been embraced by them. I mean, they can be a very. uh, Pat McAfee, isn't that a kicker
0: he used to be a, a kicker
1: and then now he has like he has he has his own massive like youtube yeah he has show exactly he's a wrestling guy he he's an announcer oh, wow. for them and he, he he has had some matches as well but he's a um he's really great but they can be a very judgmental audience mm-hmm. and i think the thing that's so cool is that um even though i've kind of had the idea of doing something like this for a little bit there really hasn't been something like this before um yeah. there's youtube channels that will summarize a story but that's like Someone doing voiceover over yeah, a lot no, of photos or no. someone will just like put a lot of clips together, you know, um, this kind of crafting into a narrative thing and really trying to capture the heart of the story and preserve it um, is a new thing and just a fun thing that, that I like to do.
2: It's cool that you're bringing some like actual like cinematic chops to it, too. Like you're, you're actually making it a like a real cool long form story, because when I when you when you were talking about starting to make these, I mm. like months ago, I was like, oh. They're like five to 10 minutes probably, mm-hmm. I'm sure. And then like this one that you showed us is like 47 minutes, forty seven minutes, minutes yeah. something like that. It's like...
0: Holy shit, I didn't realize it was that long. Well, and it was yeah. it was really compelling, was like amazing. just the, the the like 5 or 10 minutes that, uh, of it that we watched. I was like, "Damn, this is such a cool story." Like, that's fucking wild. That's the thing,
1: it's got to be a good cuz and here's the thing. I'm the first to say like wrestling is also dumb and stupid and uh it, it's the challenges of live TV and sometimes storylines don't make sense and things yeah. get dropped. Sometimes the is,
0: fireworks don't go off.
1: Some, yeah, it's I mean, listen, I I was when I was there, I was part of many storylines that either weren't good from the start or started off well and were dropped. And so for me, if there is a storyline that beginning to end was was special and was great, let's you know, what what what's something fun we can do
2: with? That mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, I think it's really cool that you use a lot of like found footage and a lot of stuff that's already there. It reminds me a lot of this filmmaker named Penny Lane. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of her. Mm-hmm. She's like a documentary filmmaker contemporary right now. Um, and she makes like feature length docs that are all like archive footage That's or archival cool. footage, yes. YouTube found footage, super eight archival shit. Like she, and I remember I went to a screening once It was actually a Voyager down the street. Okay. There's a production company on the street Voyager mm-hmm. and they do these awesome screenings. They're finally bringing it back yep. the, after pandemic They're bring it back oh, cool. this week. Yeah. Um, But what? she, she screened a film there and mm-hmm. afterwards she was talking about her process and she said something very similar. She was like, you know, I, I've, after a while I was like, I, just going to go find these things like Mm -hmm. it's so much nicer to just go let me look up the exact footage I want and try to get it rather than like figure out like how to go shoot this and plan everything
1: well and and part of it for me is you know uh and everyone's kind of different in in this whole process of making things um I still do love being on set I love making new stuff I really do um but I also love to edit and the thing is is that I really I can edit my own stuff I would much rather bring in an editor, get their unique look on it. And a lot of times, just based on the needs of production, I can't edit the Mm -hmm. things that I'm I'm shooting because I have to go back and be on, you know, because we're in post and production at the same time. Um, And I absolutely kind of hate editing for other people. Uh, that's very difficult <laughs> for, for me I because yeah. uh, different producers, um, especially producers that have no experience editing and different. That is the worst. Different ways. The, the <laughs> crazy thing for me is that and I think because I am an editor and stuff, I I hate paper uh, cuts. I hate yeah. things like that. I remember I was working at, at a company. It was the first time I think it might have actually been one of the first times I was ever hired is just a solo, just an editor taking stuff. And someone gave me an edit sheet that told me exactly use this clip from this timestamp to this timestamp. And like everything was written out. And I'm just like, why, why am I even here? Like you, Why don't you just learn how to use Premiere because you just
2: edited the whole thing, But Brian. I feel like some editors really like that. Like some editors are like, I'm purely a technician. Give me all of the input, your data basically into me. And I am one with the computer, which is not how I see
1: it. That's just not. I mean, for some people, it just seems like uh, and listen, different people do it different way, like whatever they have their process. uh, And then you kind of see how the how the work comes out. But there are some people in some places where, yes, an editor is just oh, you're the person who knows how to use this application. You know, right. how well, to, you're the guy who knows how to fix the, the, the copier.
0: So so that that project that we were talking about earlier that has been haunting me for <laughs> the last couple of months, it has been every single edit is a paper edit, basically, mm-hmm. like with the whole script written out and like use this to this. And they're still kind of unhappy with it. And it's like, yeah. well, you know, like I I literally have just been like a, a, a monkey with a keyboard, you know, doing what you're asking. And. Yeah. You know, maybe if maybe if I had my creative input, then things would have gone more smoothly, a little, Who a knows bit differently. Yeah, um,
1: and that's my thing, especially I would say uh, my approach to editing has had to change a lot due to covid as well. Um, my my approach, the way that I love to work on things is I love to sit with an editor. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that, you know, um, that doesn't mean that I'm sitting, looking over their shoulder, telling them every single thing to do. It is, hey, I want you to to, to do your pass
2: Um but, but I'm I'm here if you want me to come look at it or something not like, like you that. have to export a whole fucking thing to send. Right.
1: To it, it is one of those things that sometimes um, you just need to see it, you yeah. know, and yep. sometimes you, you get like a, an idea of like, well, what if we tried it this way. Well, that didn't work. Yeah. Versus we'll try it this way. And then they export and they send it over. And, and all, it's like, so you the, know,
2: the thing is, though, like if I mean and I say this as someone who's pretty prickly in terms of having people sit with me mm-hmm. like I. I, I can only do that with very few people and yeah. the, the partnership has to be right. And it yeah. has to be like good communication. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Um, we were talking about strictly, we were specifically, I mean, talking about the director and editor partnership mm-hmm. and how like yeah. usually when a director finds an editor, they like it, it they stick with them because yeah. like it's once you know someone like that, you kind of know their beats and you know, like what they want, what they yeah. don't want. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, well, I, I, that's how I found working with you. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I actually really enjoyed it because Nothing. mostly I think because you understand the edit, like you, you know how to, you know how Premiere works and you mm-hmm. know when thing you can visualize it, you know, when things are going to work, when they're not going to work. Right. And, uh, I think it's kind of rare to find that sometimes.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I think that's basically how, uh, it worked with the flip where yeah. you would typically sit in on the first day mm-hmm. and like, we'd knock out the, the story of two two episodes. And then the next day, you know, I was on my own just doing graphics and stuff because mm-hmm. we already figured out, you know, the beats and how it's going to go. And, yeah. you know, and sometimes sometimes we would do some graphics early just if there were like special graphics that we were doing. Yeah. For whatever reason, we just try out a couple different things and then figure out what works. And that way you eliminate the back and forth.
1: Right. Well, my my big uh, one of my big um and first, I thank you for saying that, Alexia. I've always enjoyed working, obviously, with, with yeah, both of you and uh, everyone at 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 Chishkin
2: Productions, and which is available uh, for hire currently. And uh, also, Scissor, the scissor Gang, the website.com, get your merch.
1: But I was uh, my my big my big this is my big production uh, mantra. It's kind of the thing that I that I live by on on set and at every stage, which is um, everyone's here for a reason. Um, don't you know? Don't. Talk down to people. Don't necessarily think no. that you know more than than that person. Everyone who is on set in the edit working, everyone's here for a reason, you know. Yeah. So make sure you a give people something to do, but also um, value that, that that they're there. You know, uh, I when I'm on a set, even if I'm directing or producing, I still just look at it, I'm like I'm just one of the people here. Even if I am kind of you know in charge or whatever, it's like mm-hmm. I'm just one of the people here. Um, everyone else is also here and everyone else has things to to contribute Mm -hmm. and so when it comes to editing um and so during covid having to be remote um i'll talk to an editor first we'll sort of say here's what i'm thinking here's what what it feels like and whatnot here's what the story we want it to be um but i'll pretty much always uh with my most recent show um truth or Dad rapid fire which is this instagram um spinoff of hot ones uh i gave my editor a lot of freedom on that of just Giving it to him and saying, okay, you take the first pass right? Uh, and seeing what he comes back with. Because another great thing that an editor can give you, which is why I never wanted to just dictate to someone before they've seen the footage, is they weren't there. Mm-hmm. They have yeah. an objectivity with it that you don't necessarily have. And there's been times where like, I felt the thing went one way on set, but then the editor looking at it presents it in a completely different way. And that's something yeah. that I want to take advantage of. I don't think it's that... Well, I know best and I just want everyone else to do it my way. It's like, no, I really want to get other people's perspectives on this thing. Um, And again, like I said, everyone's here for a reason. They're specializing in something. Let them specialize uh, in that thing.
2: I think it's also very interesting that like, uh, you know, we're talking about specializing, but I I think it's funny because, you know, we're used to this relationship with you where like Mm -hmm. you technically for us, uh, I I think I'm speaking for you as well, but Mm -hmm. like in, in my head, you are like, Producer Brian, like, that's your role. That's what you do. And Mm -hmm. we're like out here editing shit, doing graphics, whatever. Um, And so it was weird a few weeks ago or a month ago at this point, I don't even know when it was but we like kind of flipped the script and you mm-hmm. came in and edited some did. shit that we produced, produced. I was out of town. Chris <laughs> was watching like barely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just trusted you. It's a real fucking easy thing, but uh, that's always one thing that's weird too. It's because, mm-hmm. you know, you say everyone's bringing value. Everyone has a job, but it's bizarre because sometimes you get pigeonholed into that and you start mm-hmm. seeing that person as, Oh, this is all they do. And it's yeah. like, that's not always yeah. the case, you know?
1: No, that that's, that, that that's very true. You know, it's uh the big thing about, um, about this industry is that, um, it's not just showing up and doing a job. It's not mm-hmm. just, you know, I think if you're, um, obviously there's people with different skill levels and everything, but like if you're an accountant and you're doing taxes, there kind of is a right and a wrong way yeah. to yeah. do yeah. it. Uh, whereas with this industry, it's like you kind of have to find the stuff you love to do, figure out what makes you unique and sell yourself,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, to to, mm-hmm. to do that. And, um, you know, and that's where, you know, we've kind of talked about like, it's easy to pick up day work as an editor. You can't really pick up day work as a director. Right. Um that
0: would writer, be fucking hilarious. It would be.
1: <laughs> hey, we need someone to direct something for a day. That would be a good experimental no free film. No pre-production. Experimental just,
2: film, like, every day is a new yeah. director. It's almost like that Rick Linklater one where every... Yeah, the, yeah scene every is scene is a is different, is a different animation. Was that waking life. Yeah, yeah. 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 See, yeah. I got references, baby. <laughs> <laughs> now, with, with
1: writing, uh, you can sometimes pick up day work or you can like do yeah. think tank stuff for, for come in and you know, write 10
2: bit. jokes and then leave yeah know? like that's how we do that. sizzle reel we don't write this show we, <laughs> we hire yeah. No, there's a guy in the corner right now yeah. Bill, Bill Oakley <laughs> he <laughs> has yet to hand all me, our jokes. Me anything
1: uh, uh, <laughs> but yeah that's you know uh, I just I don't know I love I love I do still love editing but I think that also um makes it uh so that I. it's so funny whenever I, I start a new project if I'm working with an editor that I've never worked with before I'll kind of always kind of let them know up front, like, oh, I'm I'm an editor as well. And I think most of them kind of rolled their eyes and like, oh, great. Yeah. We know how this is, is going to go. Yeah. Um, but that, what that means to me is that I value them as an editor. And, you know, it's tried. It, everyone says it. But like when you make a thing, you make it three times. You make it during pre-pro- pre-production, uh, you know, uh, production and post-production. Yeah. And it can come together or it can fall apart in any one of those three stages. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why for me with an editor, it's like, I want to know what they're seeing. I, they're ultimately the one bringing it together. You know, uh, yeah. I want them to be bringing something to the table um, as well and, and to feel like a creative, you know, um,
0: a creative. Uh, so you mentioned how, uh, you know, editors not normally on set. I, I was just curious how how is uh, like production on set these days mm-hmm. at post covid? Is it like mostly back to normal or is it still kind of skeleton crews or in between?
1: Uh, I would say that I haven't necessarily seen uh, any limitations in terms of size of crews. I think crews can be as large as you want them to be. I think people are still, you know, like wearing masks and things like that. And, um, you know, for me, a lot of the things I've worked on have been um, slightly small. like the show that I just did, Rapid Fire. It's uh, an Instagram show. Um, It's, you know, nine by 16. So it's fun working with that. But the big thing is that it's one talent sitting behind a table and they, excuse me they they never move so okay, right. there i didn't need a whole lot yeah, uh, yeah but then i have a shoot later this week where it's a lot of hands on set and it's a lot of people now the one thing that i do miss about covid is that uh, <laughs> the one thing i do miss is that when you had that cap of how many people could be on set yeah there's a lot of, like, you, you know how sets are. Yeah. People just find themselves on sets. Mm-hmm. People, uh-huh. I don't know what it is about just cameras. Lingering. They're just magnetic. People mm. love being on sets. They're so fun. Um, especially if you're just on the set and not actually working. That's the best. Nothing mm. more
0: fun. There's free <laughs> snacks. Yeah, you know, I, like it's I, I heard you're going to be on set in the building next door to me, so I'll, I, I might just come on by. I'll pop <laughs> by. You know, it's great. Um,
1: there was none of that. During COVID, yeah. there was no, oh, well, someone from the network's going to be there or a sponsor's going to be there or all of this stuff. I did yeah. a I uh, actually, you know, we worked on this together, but uh, this show that we did at the beginning of last year that was sponsored by Target, who yes. had this been, you know, not at the height of COVID. This was a show that was done completely remotely. Had we been in the space, we had a celebrity um we had a celebrity host, so they would have come with all these people. We would have had people from the from the you know sponsors being there. And instead of it being a shoot that I could probably really only need like 10, 15 people on set, it would suddenly be a a shoot with 30 people. Yeah. You know. Um you know even this shoot that I've later this week, we're having to think a lot about like, oh well, how many green rooms do we have? Where can people hang out? And it's like when I was doing the flip I had like seven people there because I could not have more than 10 people. Yeah. And it was get in, get this thing done as quickly and yep. as safely as possible. Get out. So some, I mean, sometimes
2: limitations like are a good thing. You know what yes. I mean? It's like deadlines kind of. Yeah. It's like
1: a, yeah. if
0: you have a creative project and you have a deadline, mm-hmm. it's going to get done. Or it's just like creative prompts in general is like if someone tells you Write anything, then you're like, "Well, fuck, what do I do?" But if Baby they tell you, shoes yeah. for sale, never worn," <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want, right? but if they if they give you a specific prompt, like you know, write write a story about an old man who who has regrets, like that, yeah. it gives you a starting point. Up.
1: Well, and that's kind of what I love about these. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he had regrets. I've never seen
0: up. <laughs> I don't know. What his guy. wife died. He's an old guy. He regrets his wife died.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'll say the thing that I really liked about, uh, you know, that the wrestling channel we've talked about uh, outside interference is that um, it is kind of that it it is that, you know, I love problem solving. You're kind of in in a box and it's like, okay, well, what do I have Mm -hmm. at my disposal and what can I, you know, work on? Um, And I am working on the next um, project that I'll have Mm -hmm. on that channel. Um, And there's a lot of very fun, interesting constraints and um, but also interesting you know, the big thing with that is I love doing it. It's a fun hobby. It's also to challenge myself and yeah. it's to learn mm-hmm. more. And it's like. Um, Cause then
2: you never know. You have a project that comes up at some point. You go, oh, I remember how I solved this problem on this thing. Exactly. I know I can use yep. that same technique here. Yeah. Right.
1: And and you kind of you experiment and you find out and it's like, listen, I I can now say that because of doing that one thing it's like, yeah, I have actually edited like a 50 minute narrative piece. Yeah. So um, I don't
2: think I've even done on, that on that topic. I was actually mm-hmm. going to ask you. So I'm starting a uh, feature length doc like. Uh, technically, if you're listening, tree Ford, I started it two weeks ago, uh, but I'm starting it probably next week or something.
0: Uh, we're both going to be on docs at the same time.
2: Yeah. Any tips or any like things that you found editing this super long form stuff, Brian, uh, that you can kind of, any pieces of advice you can give me if I'm I'm about to jump Mm -hmm. into this like 90 minute music doc, Mm uh, what, what should I look out for when for these long projects?
1: Um, I mean, I, I, for me, what was extraordinarily helpful, um, and you can't overstate it is having your footage organized well,
2: yep. um, off K- the top. Katie's out there working on it right now. Like mm-hmm. that,
1: that just, that goes so far because you, you will find yourself in the weeds. You'll find yourself where it's, even when you're not working on it, it's what you're thinking about and you need to be able to find things. Yeah.
2: Easily. I mean, so what she's been doing all day is I had her bin things up by like scene more or less. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, in the law, lo- I had her pull the log note and the description field, like right over there. And she's writing like in the, lo- she's writing in both like log notes are like whatever the slate says and a couple extra notes. And then description, she's putting like what, what there is, what's there, what, what the shot
0: she's doing is. like the real, I, t- AE I, t- I, t- I, t- I told
2: her, I was like, please like take your time and be detailed in all this because this is the shit that I'm going to in three months when I need to like swap things and stuff, yeah. I'm going to be using the shit out of all this. Yeah. So so good to know. I'm I'm on the right path, um, Brian. Let's uh, mm-hmm. real quick. You you brought up a few times uh, this rapid fire hot ones yes. thing. You want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah. So this is a, a new show that is a spinoff of uh, Hot Ones, the very popular uh, YouTube inter- uh, interview show um, produced by First We Feast, which is the food kind of vertical in complex. And this is a new show called Truth or Dab Rapid Fire. It's uh, exclusive to Instagram, and it, it's a uh, these individual influencers who uh, I get them a stack of like 15 cards, and uh, they read through them, and they can decide whether or not they want to answer a question, or they can eat this wing to, you know, one of these extremely spicy wings to get out of it. Okay. Okay. And Right. And the thing that's so funny is pretty much every single person that comes in tells me they're not going to eat a single wing. They end up eating all three. <laughs> um, and the thing they come in, and they think they're going to be asked like raunchy questions or like sexual questions. And they're yeah. like prepared for that. And I'll like throw one in there and they'll like like one of the uh, uh, episodes coming up. We asked him, like, have you ever seen someone naked that you shouldn't that, that, that you shouldn't have? And he's like, well, I walked in. My parents having sex. And he tells this story. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're prepared for that. But then we throw them other questions like how much money do you make a year?
2: Yeah. And
1: that is where they will take. Yeah. They'll take it out. Who is
2: the worst producer you've ever worked with? Some shit like that. Uh, Yeah. Do you you stay? Are you having fun right now? Yeah. uh,
1: Yeah. And and that's been a real fun uh, experience. I've been um, shooting that out in uh, in L.A., uh, but it's been great working with First We Feast. I mean, I've I've really uh, wanted to work with with them for a long time. I did a show at the beginning of. Really, again, height of COVID, uh, the show called Bars, which was a uh, cocktail show that I did with them last yeah. year. But we shot that height of I, I literally I was only allowed to have three people on set plus my talent. Uh, we shot the entire season in one day. Yeah, um, I didn't even have a PA. So I was having to like wash my own dishes, which ended up causing the shoot to take twice as long. Wow. Uh, we yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It what so can you say who some of the people are on Truth or Dab or no?
1: Yeah, so our always first call Truth or Dab, right? Truth or Dab Rapid Fire is the name Truth of the show. Dab our Rapid first episode Fire. was uh, was Summer Rae. Uh, second one is uh, Lala uh, Milan. She's a comedian, and then coming up later this season, we're gonna have this uh, musician, uh, Young Blood, uh, Olivia O'Brien, uh, and also who's the fifth one that we. Uh, so, but this and is Adam will heed and okay. there's a sixth one that hasn't been announced yet. So.
2: so basically hot ones is like superstar tier people like Michael B. Jordan and shit. But this is more like kind of up and coming. It's like, this
1: is specifically, uh, yeah, like Instagram, Instagram influencer people, people. Yeah, people who who live on the platform and create content. And it's an Instagram
2: exclusive show, right? Exactly. <clears throat> you got to get a uh, germ Cohen on there. Our boy germ Cohen. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll talk about it after the show. But, you know, hey, when they're booking up the second season hey let's fucking do it let's get chris on there too i oh think my that'd God, be hilarious yeah, yeah. I, i'm a micro influencer <laughs> super micro <laughs> no i super mean micro. listen
1: i when we were in those talent meetings they, nano like, influencer when we were in those talent meetings my booker was just begging me She's like listen i know you got an in with sizzle Real, so really and i was like listen it's, it's, i want to
2: keep it i want to keep that there is that natural uh, synergy i mean we're sizzling oh there. yeah it is hot exactly. yeah i think it works um before we get to our little segment here, the what we learned last week that mm-hmm. everyone loves and is dying to hear. Yep. We skipped it last week. Nah, so we got two. No, we got we two never. coming up. Uh, Brian, you want to plug anything real quick? I just I feel like we could save the plugs to the end. But that's where I hit plus yeah. 30.
1: Well, here's the thing. I feel like uh, I've been plugging. for. I know last... you've been doing like my I've been, you've
2: been doing <laughs> plugs like as you go. Yeah. But smart. just r- one in one. Place where can people uh, find stuff and all that
1: outside interference on uh on on YouTube? That's the that's the wrestling thing. Truth or Dab Rapid Fire is now on uh Instagram, that's coming out every Tuesday uh at 2 p.m. on on Instagram. Um, and then also just my personal site, uh, brianmaxman.com. That's where I put up you know new stuff, and that's also my name on all the social channels. Um, working on some other things right now, so hopefully, you know, I'll. Let people know about it.
2: I just gave you one more subscriber. Oh snap. And also, you know, be sure to check out in the nose, the flip. Yes. Uh,
1: if you can find it in the know <laughs> and then from there, find the flip. Please watch
2: it. Um, we might get racks on the show at some point. You'll know that yeah. you should get speakers. you and racks on the show yeah. at some point.
0: It will be the longest conversation. we've R- Racks might <laughs> might be coming out with the podcast on our network. I don't know. It yeah. might
2: not be yeah, racks. We've all been basically every time <laughs> we hang out with racks, we end up uh, just talking and then we go we go get cocktails and that's. And then we're like, OK, cool. Like, we'll get this popping. And yeah, it, 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 it's working on it. Uh, here's what we learned last week. Mm. What we learned last week. All right. I'm going to go first. I'm going to be real quick. This is mine from last week the one we missed. Okay. I learned that this is from you. Yeah. Chris said that I learned that Chris looks for cat cafes when he goes to new cities. That is what he said.
0: He said oh. the way I like to discover a new city is to go to its cat No, no, that's not <laughs> how I phrased it. No, no. But w- when I go to a new city and like there's downtime or like nothing to do, I'll see if there's a cat cafe nearby because <laughs> here's insane. the thing. Here's, I, I, like, I like petting kittens, but where, where are you going to find kittens? But also <laughs> <laughs> if, if I go to a cat cafe and, over here <laughs> <laughs> if I go to a cat cafe in New York and I really like a kitten I might end up taking that kitten home but if I if I'm <laughs> in speaking at home <laughs> if I'm in if I'm in Pittsburgh then I'm not gonna bring a cat less, yeah. less likely, less, less likely.
2: Uh, the other thing I learned that I actually learned for mm-hmm. this segment uh, it's pretty it makes sense uh gas is expensive i <laughs> i took uh i borrowed a car and i went to uh, philadelphia this past weekend mm-hmm. and uh the gas thing came on and i was like oh i guess i gotta fill up and gas was like like four dollars and seventy cents i was like holy shit or 460 or something i was like What the so fuck it's is like going 2008 on? all over i mean yeah. i was
1: just out in, in la last week and gas there is like 690 Ugh. so what the fuck and you yeah. real,
0: you really have to drive out there too yeah Holy shit. It's very expensive. So see, there. this is big for me. I didn't even know this. I don't think about that. Yeah. No, I just it's, like,
1: it's Here we got a Public pretty...
0: transportation, baby.
2: Yeah. So, do Lyft and Uber prices go up when gas goes up? So I because... felt so bad.
1: I was I was out there and uh, I've been going out there a couple times over the last uh, two months and I was out there the first time and mm. it was in. I, I you had to schedule your Uber like 30 minutes in advance because the Ooh, yeah. number of cars was just significantly less like fewer on there like obviously i i don't know how their whole system works i don't believe the drivers have to pay for their own gas it probably gets reimbursed but right. what's that window like yeah, yeah. you know like if gas suddenly shoots up do you have the money to cover that until the company you know reimburses you yeah, yeah. um and i felt so bad there was one morning i was out there and i ordered breakfast Mm-hmm. uh i was staying uh i was you, you know dip i was staying with of course I was, I was staying with dip and i ordered i ordered a bagel to 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 dipper Lago, which is what he calls his, his house and <laughs> oh my god and i felt uh, you know this bagel, <laughs> this bagel's taking forever i didn't get a call from my from my delivery driver their car ran out of gas Ugh. six minutes away from the house so too far to walk and pick it up but i just felt i was like so the order just got canceled but i i I just felt so bad. I felt like my hand, like what do do you do in this situation? At
2: least the guy had a bagel.
1: Well, and so here's the funny thing. Uh, You know, I I say this to and I was like, oh, they canceled my bagel. And he's like, well, okay, I can give you a bagel if you want one. He had bagels in his house
0: (laughs) and watched me order a bagel. Um, uh,
2: Chris, why don't you go with yours real quick and then we'll we'll cap it off with Brian's.
0: All right. Here's the one from two weeks ago. Uh, I learned that Toyota the car manufacturer is headquartered in the city of Toyota Japan and was founded there but is not named after the city the city was originally called Coromo and it renamed itself after the company in 1959 because of the success of Toyota it's like if New York City got renamed JP Morgan Chase totally (laughs) fucking nuts and uh, my one from this week I actually I learned from Brian Mann (laughs) <laughs> uh, just or just earlier today, and it's that uh, Billy Gunn, aka the Ass Man. The ass Man. <laughs> He's got a uh, his he has two sons who are currently wrestlers, and I don't remember their actual tag team name. Their actual tag team name is they're the Gun Club. The Gun Club. But, Austin and Colton Gunn. But I guess
1: they are uh, pejoratively called the Ass Boys. <laughs> yes. You want to get under their skin, you call them the ass
2: the boys. The ass boys. Uh, Brian, what'd you learn last week?
1: Uh, Yeah, so kind of uh, L.A. and car related. Uh, I learned the highs and lows of uh, valet parking. Yeah. Uh, the hotel I stayed at uh, only had valet parking. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, my company was paying for it. Mm-hmm. But it was $50 a day for parking.
2: Right, for overnight. For overnight.
1: This, for overnight. Yeah. But then it's also like, man, valet... It's pretty great. They just Ballet bring it around, awesome. to you. yeah. That, like forever. but that expensive. Plus, you are tipping every single time. Right. Yeah. you get the car. Yeah. Uh, but I had never really. I, I had had experience with individual valet. I. Uh, I last time I was out in L.A. I got lunch with a friend, and I didn't. He didn't. Uh, he neglected to tell me they only had valet at the and and you know that's that well, is the thing about new, about uh, L A. You need to be prepared. I mean, so yeah. I was learning the highs and lows, the benefits, but also it, it does come at a cost. I will yeah. say
2: when I work when I worked at so uh, I used to work at a company called Pop Sugar in L A. and uh, shout out Pop Sugar. Shout I out. Mean, I didn't have the greatest experiences there, but no. at least they helped me start my career, which I, I appreciate. Uh, they had just moved to. Culver city. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was right before like Culver city now is a ton of shit there, but at that time it was just like Sony pretty much. And that was it. And so they moved uh, like when they moved to their new office, uh, I don't know even where they are now, but in Culver, the parking lot was like really small. And so the way that the company kind of made up for that was, you know, those spots were, I think assigned for like the higher ups, but then, uh, everyone else, they hired a valet service Mm -hmm. and they used like the top floor of this parking garage that was down the street. And, uh, you come to work and your car just get valeted. It was fucking awesome. That's and pretty I was nice. like, yo, that that is talk about mm-hmm. the highs of it. That's a high.
1: I, I last time I was at So, you know, we, we would film the show at the BuzzFeed studios. And they have their own parking lot, which is great. Uh, but when I came the last time, uh, the parking lot was very full. So I had to park in this particular spot and they 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 like made me reverse into it. And I don't drive that often. Mm-hmm. And I hate parking And I hate when people Are watching me park And are giving me <laughs> notes About how to park mm-hmm. And they're telling me Well you can back up You can back up some more And the thing is All these new cars um, I you don't know if the you They have cameras Well they have these cameras But also like new cars Like they don't trust you To, to actually drive So like <laughs> uh, With this pretty... and, and like whenever you Rent these cars You're like oh, What what crazy this, things Is this one the gonna park do park assist Right It's like what thing Is this gonna let me So like the one thing This would do Like if I ever like Drifted over the center lane My, my, my wheel would start to Would start to vibrate <laughs> Oh man Um <laughs> So, like, That's yeah, anytime like, I'm, like, merging, I'm just, it's vibrating all the time. <laughs> um, but I'm reversing into this parking space, and it has this thing where it has this, the the little, you know, it has the camera. Right. But it'll also beep if you're getting close to something. Yeah. And then you get too close to the thing, it just abruptly just locks in your brakes. Oh, my God, really? So, I'm like, I'm just slowly reversing, and there's a fence there, but it just, like, get the, you know, yeah. slam the brakes on. It starts, like, I get, like, that loud, high pitch, like, that kind of... Cranking, And it's like I've hit something, but I, I haven't. It's just the car not allowing
2: me to move anymore. And then the guy's like, you got room. Come on back. And you're like, I wish I fucking could. <laughs> and I was like, no,
1: I <laughs> the literally robot says
2: no. The computer, the, the car won't let me. The car will not let me. Hey, you know what? That's why I don't own a car. I mean, that's not why it's because it would be a giant waste of money right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, one day I'll get one. And you know what it's going to be? Rolls Royce. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm getting one. That's I, cool. th- I thought
1: you had a
0: sponsor lined up.
2: Oh, I wish, man. Rolls Royce. This check... Check this spot out, man. We yeah. got you.
0: Crypto.com's, uh, their they're lease on, on our stadium, on our arena, yeah. our podcast arena. It's running out soon. So yeah. Rolls Royce. You
2: Crypto, know, just- Crypto.com's monthly payments have been fluctuating <laughs> due, to their, uh, due to the Ethereum values. Um, yo, Chris, uh, let the people know where they can find us one last time and then we'll get the fuck out of here. We
0: are at Real Gang on Twitter and Instagram and Gang at gmail.com. Yes. You can follow us, Shishkin Productions, on TikTok. There's mm-hmm. some good content there and of course we have this is a real cold line brr, brr, it brr. is yeah, 332 333 three, three, 4361 um
2: yeah you got to check that out you know don't let the sizzle fizzle folks don't let the sizzle um, fizzle and then you know check out sizzlerealgangthewebsite.com yeah. to get tickets to sizzle real live mm-hmm. uh and it'll be sometime in august sometime in august uh, all the info will be on the site get your merch
0: oh and june 23rd
2: come to the uh, yeah come to the networking event the shishkin productions q2 networking event yep this will be uh, our third event where we're getting it down to a science we have yeah, a good time dude it was so great last time and this time maybe we'll break
0: even yeah. with money who knows if if you're a creative in new york come on through well, yeah.
1: your your last one you held in D.C. Correct on January sixth, I believe. Yes, yes, yeah, that yeah, was that, it, that one was it popping. got out of hand. <laughs> you you, you guys still talk puffing. about that
2: one? I mean, that one is that actually was a wild day because I <laughs> ate a sandwich that was way too big, and then I laid down on the uh, on the little futon thing, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, I shouldn't have eaten that. Like I feel terrible. And then the news was like. Breaking news the Capitol is being stormed. So it's this weird PTSD mm-hmm. I have whenever I eat a giant sandwich, which is frequently. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck, is it going to happen again? It's a hey, fault.
1: I was doing that, that target shoot. That target shoot. Oh, yeah. It that, that oh, yeah, so, yeah. was
2: that, that time of year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I basically stopped working that day. I was like, we got to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> No, fuck it around. Uh, Brian, thank you for coming on the show. This is oh, actually yeah. a really fun one. It We've was. had bad guests in the past, and this was uh, not one of those And, and times. you've had one again. Here yeah. we go. Uh, we'll get you <laughs> back on at some point, because we got a lot thank more this stuff. Thank you. Yeah.
1: This was very fun. I'm glad that, that I, we were finally able to make it happen. I, I know in the past, I I wasn't blowing it off or anything, but it would always just be like, end of a long edit day, 6 o'clock. Yeah. You want to do the pod? And I'm like, nah, probably. Nah. Not not right now. But this I'm glad this was yeah. able to work out.
2: Well, next time we bring you on, we'll do crashing the boards. I feel like he would be really good at crashing the boards. Uh, In a nutshell, we go on Reddit or any message boards, and we kind of pull off a few questions and roundtable. I like that. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. See ya.
0: productions podcast